This is an interview that I did for Mr. Luis Roman on his excellent Catholic YouTube channel, Cognose, Ama y Viva Tu Fe. We talked about St. John Bosco for 40 minutes, and just bear with me because the audio changes every now and then, but hopefully you'll get something out of it. And for all my bilingual listeners, if you'd like to subscribe to Mr. Luis Roman's YouTube channel, just click on the link in the description below. It's well worth your time. The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Subscribe for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Welcome to Conoce, Ama, y Vive tu Fe. This is uh, your brother and host, Luis Roman. And today we are uh, broadcasting this show uh, or episode, this program, in English. We're going to have subtitles on the bottom. As you guys know, we've done this before. And uh, I have the producer and host of Miracle and Prophecies of San John Bosco. Uh, what is uh, This is a YouTube channel. This is a great project that I want to recommend today. And uh, we have Mr. Matthew Miller, who is going to talk about, about San John Bosco. He's going to talk about this project. We're going to know and learn so much about this great saint today. But that's not going to be enough. That is going to lead you to go to his channel. And hopefully you will uh, see all the content that he has. It's amazing. I I have seen some of the videos and some of the things that he shared, I didn't know. And and I have a master in theology. So the, the, I really go there and look to his channel and his uh, his material. You're going to learn a lot about San John Bosco, who is a saint that can give us light on these times that we live in now in of confusion, of uh, bad theology, of everything that's going on, I think this is one of the saints that we should pray for intercession and help right now. So, Mr. Matthew Miller, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. You've been an inspiration for a long time now. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how good is your Spanish, but thank you for that. I really <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, well, uh, as I always do, I, I, I was telling uh, Mr. Miller uh, behind the scenes, you know, before we started recording, we always start with a prayer. So we're going to start with an Ave Maria in Latin uh, or Hail Mary, you know, in Latin. And uh, this prayer, we, we are we're going to pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, Mr. Matthew, I'm going to do the first part. You do the second. OK, uh, excellent. Ave Maria, gracia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tui mulieribus, et benedictus frutus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunca de nora mortis nostre. Amen. Amen. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Santi. Amen. All right, perfect. We are ready. Uh, okay, Mr. Matthew, I would like to um, give you a couple minutes so you can introduce yourself. Who's Matthew Miller? Why are you doing this? Um, who are you? <laughs> okay. Um, so I am a full-time volunteer for America Needs Fatima. I've been doing it for 10 years, and there's nothing else in the world I would rather do. And about a year ago now, because I've been doing this YouTube channel for a year, um, America Needs Fatima asked me to do a, a YouTube channel all about St. John Bosco. Um, it it could have been many saints. And they brought up, well, what about St. John Bosco? And to me, he was absolutely perfect. I'd actually already read a lot of his stories um, for other platforms, actually. And I'd read 
probably about 10 of his other dreams on my own personal podcast. So when I heard them say, how about St. John Bosco? I said, well, that, that's an amazing idea. I, and I, I went with it. Now they wanted to follow the style of this other channel that is also kind of a sister organization of America Needs Fatima in England. It's called Following Padre Pio. Awesome channel. And it's essentially just a man in a room talking to the channel, kind of like I'm doing now, um, about Padre Pio. I think it's four times a week. And that's the style they wanted me to emulate. And I had done a lot of other things. Like I was kind of a reporter for America Needs Fatima for a long time, very action packed. Um, you know, I even investigated Chaz Chop, you know, in, in, uh, in near Seattle and uh, some really crazy things in the past. But doing this was a big switch. So, in my opinion, I thought there's no way people are just going to listen to someone in a room just talking to them about something. And uh, then I looked at their channel, Following Padre Pio. They have so many followers. And uh, another inspiration was you, you know, uh, because you're essentially a man in a room talking to the, to the camera. And it doesn't seem to make sense because in a YouTube space where you have people uh, destroying Ferraris, you know, or doing something crazy for views, how in the world would, would uh, talking about a saint into a camera get any views? You know, so then I looked at other people that do the same, kind of the same idea. And there's this fellow, he, he goes by Dry Creek Wrangler School. And he has a cigar and he's on a ranch and he's talking into the camera. And there's one, uh, it goes like, I think the title is, When You Just Ain't Got It All Together, right? And it's completely atheistic, you know, uh, but it's good common sense. I don't think he's an atheist, but he has just, it's just common sense. It has millions of views. And whenever he would get off topic and he'd say, okay, this is how you cinch up a, a horse, people wouldn't watch it. So it was philosophy. And I think he blew up right around 2020. So I saw, okay, people now are open in a YouTube space to hear about uh, philosophy, theology, you know, higher learning basically because people are growing up on YouTube. So you have like 30, 40 year olds that are on YouTube now trying to learn stuff. So I didn't think this was going to work. Um, we decided, all right, we're just going to tell three stories a week about St. John Bosco um, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and uh, it's not going to go over 12 minutes. That's our rule. We're not going to go over 12 minutes uh, just because we think it's, it's too much for, for one sitting. Like if you're going to work, you're not going to necessarily have 30 minutes to do that. And then we launch it in the morning. And sure enough, in seven months, we got a million views, which I know other people have done that. But to see, you know, a Saints channel getting that pretty much right out of the gate and the good responses from people and how much they appreciate it, um, I was kind of blown away. So it, it, did end up, it did end up working, working out for me. Uh, in this way. And, and the reason why St. John Bosco seemed so good to me uh, for the YouTube space, and he's always seemed good for this fast-paced culture, is number one, there is a lot of material about him. There's so much material. There are 20 volumes written on his life by the Salesians. His Salesians, they're very faithful to their founder, and they wrote down his entire life. They're called The Biographical Memoirs of St. John Bosco, and it's actually by a couple priests, but uh, the main one is Father Giovanni Battista Lemoyne, um, and they are so thorough. So I would argue that he is the most documented saint ever. 
And I think that if you study all the saints, they'll sound similar. So um, uh, they're all a rock of scandal in their time. You know, they say if Jesus came back, they would crucify him again. Um, in a way, that's kind of what happened to St. John Bosco. That's what they wanted to do to him. And uh, the reason why I wanted to choose him also is because every single one of his dreams completes something that scriptwriters call the Harmon Circle. So it's the hero's journey. Um, basically, the hero's journey, it's the basis of any book or, or novel. Um, the person starts out in one way. He uh, has a desire. He meets with conflict. He overcomes that conflict. And then he leaves the situation, arguably a better person, but he resumes his normal life. And that's St. John Bosco because he had not just 40 mystical dreams. I haven't, I can't, you know, there's 20 volumes, so I don't know how many dreams he actually had, but I would put it around 100, between 100 and, and 200. It was easily uh, 100. Um, so the Salesian can correct me on that if I'm wrong, but I, I've found so many just personally. Um, and he would go to bed at night and then he would go through these crazy mystical experiences. Like he would see hell or he would see purgatory or he would see his, uh, his pupil that had died some years before, Dominic Savio, in heaven. He was going through these incredible experiences every single night, you know, and that really does complete the hero's journey, you know. Um, so it's just dynamite for storytelling. And that's really what I would like to consider it as. I'm just telling stories and it happens to uplift you because that's why I think it's, it's doing well is that in and of themselves, they are really, really good stories and you learn something too. Um, I've always been impressed with them, even as a boy. In fact, the first long form book that I, that I ever read, one was the Grant Padre about uh, Father Capadano in Vietnam. And then the other one was Stories of Don Bosco by Peter La uh, Lapin, I think is his name. And I loved that book. It was written for kids and it just gave a general overview of his life. But why I think he's so important is mostly because he was a rock of scandal in his time, like I said. So what does that mean? He wasn't ecumenical. And that's kind of what some leftist Catholics try to push him as, is that, oh, he is no more than a very kind man who took care of orphans and fought against the industrialist capitalist society of his day. So he did help orphans, but what a lot of people don't know is that he also allowed rich people or rich boys to also come into his oratory as well. So it wasn't just about your class, it was about saving souls, you know? So it wasn't the Marxist agenda that they try to put on him. And also they give the impression sometimes that he's kind of ecumenical and he wasn't. In fact, uh, when you read about his life, you very quickly learn that people tried to assassinate him constantly. And who was it first? First, it was the Masons, okay? Um, and the reason why we know this, so don't think it's just speculation. The reason why we know this is that one day, a former oratory student who had graduated, his name was Daso Alessandro, came, into, uh, came back to the oratory and he was visiting Don Bosco and he was very agitated. And Don Bosco was saying, my, my son, you know I love you. I'll, I'll help you. What are you going through? And the young man says, um, uh, I fell upon hard times and the Masons offered me a position, so I, be, I became a Mason. And then we drew lots to figure out who would kill you. 
and he was sent that evening to assassinate Don Bosco by the Masons. That's very well documented. So that's one group of people that wanted to get rid of him because uh, Don Bosco was taking care of um, poor workers and, and he would create sodalities for that sort of thing. And the Masons also had their you know, socialist labor unions that they were pushing. And so they really did not like St. John Bosco getting involved uh, in, in that whole thing, right? Um, so that was one group. And then this other group that I'm reading about right now, I was so shocked. I thought it was just the Masons that were after them. It's this Protestant sect called the Waldensians. Um, and they, believe, they didn't believe in any of the seven sacraments. Um, they didn't believe in the Eucharist. Um, they didn't believe in purgatory. They didn't believe in indulgences. And obviously they didn't believe in the authority of the Pope. And um, the reason why they hated Don Bosco so much was that he was publishing this magazine directly against them. It was called Lecture Catholice, uh, Catholic Readings was the name of it. And they actually came to the oratory. Um, it, one of them appeared to be a minister and they sat down with him and they say, you know, um, all these, you know, these writings, they're not your best works. And we would like to offer you, I think it was like a thousand lire to change Lecture Catholice to what we want to be in, in, the, in the magazine. And he said, well, I'm, I'm very sorry that's not what it's for, and you know that, and I can't accept your offer. So then they, they became very angry, and the oratory boys that were very big and husky started to get agitated because uh, their two visitors were, were being so violent towards Don Bosco. They said, you're making a mistake. You're making a very grave mistake. I would think about what you're saying. And then, uh, Don Bosco was like, what do you mean by that? And they never answered him. And then when they left, they said, we'll be seeing you again. And I'm not kidding you. This is in volume four of Father Lemoyne's uh, books that he wrote about St. John Bosco. And I could easily do a month's worth of episodes about how many times the Waldensians tried to kill him uh, in the span of a few years. So the most egregious one, and I'll, 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 I'll stop here in a, in a, in a minute, but for me, the most egregious one was that uh, they basically, they had this lady pretend that she was sick and dying. And then they invited Don Bosco over to give her last rites. And when he shows up in this building, he already knows something is up. So he brings all of his strongest oratory boys, but he leaves them outside. He goes up to the room and there's a sick lady, but he can tell that she's not dying. So then he knows the game is up. Then he knows someone's trying to kill him. And this happened shortly after the Waldensians had threatened him. And then all the lights go out and he knows that they're all gonna attack him, probably with clubs. So he takes this chair and puts it over his head and starts running out the door. But while he's running, they're all raining down uh, this attack on him. You know, they're, they're hitting him with clubs and they hit his thumb and it tore the thumb off, uh, tore the, uh, excuse me, tore the thumbnail off and Till the day he died, there was a scar there, but that was the only time the assassins ever drew blood. And he was shot at point blank. Uh, and it miraculously, somehow it missed him, you know? Uh, he was attacked by a, a crazy man by the name of Andre that, they had, that the Waldensians had paid to assassinate him. Um, he was attacked with a meat cleaver, like you name it. But that was the only time they were able to draw blood on St. John Bosco because he was a rock of scandal. So that's just real quick. That's why I think he's so perfect for YouTube. You could easily make a, a movie about 
all of the assassination attempts that he went through. It's, it's just stunning, you know? Excellent, excellent. Oh, I really like that you mentioned that because with the Saints, unfortunately, you know, most of the movies, uh, that actually they're not filmed here in the United States, mostly are Italian and uh, from Spain as well. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, the emphasis is mostly on the work they did in, in towards poor people and all that is good and it was true too. But it's not yeah. it. It's more than that. You know, the preaching, the 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 confrontation with the heretics, the the defending the faith, all that, sometimes they left aside. Um, mm -hmm. And I, that's why I always say these movies, and they're good just to give you the, let's say, the, 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 the inclination or the motivation to go and read about the saint. You know, it's like the Bible, the same thing too. You know, sometimes... You know, Protestant, even Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson with the Passion of Christ is <laughs> excellent. But I always yeah. say there's nothing better than read the Bible. You know, it's a great Absolutely. movie, but read the Bible. That's that's supposed to be the tende te tendency after you see mm -hmm. a movie like that is to repent yourself, feel you know bad about your sins. Okay, let me read the Bible. Let me go to the church. Let me go to confession. That's supposed to be the result. So, yes. so um I think um, that's what they're trying to accomplish sometimes with these movies. But unfortunately, if people stay just in the movie, they don't, they're not going to get the true life of that, those saints. Yes. San Padre Pio yes. is, is another one. Yes, I was just going to bring him up. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to bring him Medical up. That was terrible. San Padre Pio even kicked women outside the confessional because they were not dressed properly. Exactly. I mean, he would very, never. Yeah, that's not political correct right now. You know, yeah. you know something like that as a priest. And I know San Juan, uh, San John Bosco also has stories like that. I wanted to give you a couple minutes about that. I, I want you to share because I remember uh, talking with uh, with other people, American is Fatima. I remember they were telling me about magic. He knew magic, and I, <laughs> and, and I was for me that was a surprise. I was like, what? And I, and I don't see anything wrong with it, but I didn't know San John Bosco knew magic tricks. You know? Can you? I don't know. If you know any story about that and why? Well, okay. What I'm about to tell you, I read about when I was 10, because I haven't done an episode on it yet, but I, I, I very vividly remember some stories because, um, first of all, he had a photographic memory, okay, just to start out. And he said, I could memorize anything I read or had heard read. So crazy. So when he would go and, and listen to a sermon as a child, he could memorize the entire thing. No problem. You know, and, and not only that, he was extremely strong, very strong young man. So he said, okay, why don't I set up, you know, sort of a circus and I'll perform tricks for people. And then at the end, I'll say, okay, if you want to see this final trick, um, you have to listen to the sermon from this morning because you all didn't go to mass. <laughs> so that's kind of why he got into it. And that's the only reason why he would get into things like that is because he saw that it did apostolate with people. And it helped, you know, it, 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 he used it for a uh, good end. And I haven't found this story either more recently, but I th I, I'm, I'm sure I read it also in that book when I was younger. This is just to give an example of, of why he would do things. It was for the glory of God. But um, I remember hearing that he used to play the violin and anything he did, he was extremely good at, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that every saint is good at, at everything, but it, in this case, St. John Bosco just happened to be good at very many things, you know? And then you have other saints where they're just a mess, you know, like Joseph Cupertino. But for whatever reason, St. John Bosco, uh, whatever he picked up, he did it really well. And then one time when he was playing the violin or the fiddle, 
um, everyone started to dance around him. And it wasn't the most moral way of dancing. So right then and there, he broke the violin and he never, from what I understand, he never played it again. So I'm gonna have to find that story, but that's, that's something that I heard when I was younger. And back to the, 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 uh, the magic trick <laughs> thing, there, basically he got so good at doing these magic tricks that people thought he was possessed, you know? But it was very simple sleight of hand. So they said, you need to talk to the bishop because I think you're possessed. So uh, he went and visited the bishop and uh, he walks right in to his office and uh, they're talking about magic and, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Don Bosco produces his watch, the bishop's watch, a pocket watch. And then the bishop starts freaking out. He says, oh, you're, <laughs> you're definitely possessed. The, you're, uh, get out of here, you know, call the exorcist. And he says, uh, your excellency, it's very simple. I came in earlier and you were praying in front of a statue of the Blessed Virgin and you just happened to check the time and you left your watch on the pray do. You, you left your watch on the kneeler. So after you left, I just picked up the watch and put it in my pocket. And that's all any of this is. And he would just use it. Uh, he would use these magic tricks to get people's attention and then do apostle with them. So he, I, I just did a story um, where he would finish school very quickly so that he could do apostolate with this young Jewish boy. He would go to this, um, uh, this Jewish bookshop and uh, there was a very wise Jewish man that ran it. And all he was doing was trying to convert the, the Jewish, um, the Jewish uh, bookseller. But then this young man comes in and he's very accepting of the faith. And even though he got a lot of pushback from the family, they were extremely angry he managed to convert this young man when, when Don Bosco was like 17. So he always did apostle with people. If he ever was doing something, it was to save souls, you know? And that is the neatest thing about reading about any saint is that you hear it. And because of the sense of the faithful, because of census fidelium, you know when that makes sense. You know, you know when someone is a saint. You hear that and you're like, oh yes, that's totally how a saint would act. So for instance, when a woman would visit him to get counsel, which they, they would many times, he, you know, he would make eye contact with them, but if they were badly dressed, he would only look at the floor, you know, and you hear that and you think that is so logical, you know, and he had a lot of guidelines for his priests, how to handle their parishioners. There were so, he was so smart about, um, you know, cautioning people against temptation and he was just very wise, you know? And that's why when you hear something about, you know, the, the Padre Pio movie where he says the F word, I saw the scene on YouTube. I saw him say that, you know? And there is no way Padre Pio would have ever said anything like that. Then you hear about St. John Bosco, and you hear all these different stories. It gives you an idea of how a true saint acts. And it, get, it gets rid of so many myths, you know, because... Uh, liberal Catholics today would have you believe that when he was a young man and attending that Jewish bookseller, he wouldn't have tried, he wouldn't have tried to convert the bookseller at all. No, no, no. He, cause we're of the same faith. You know, it's not that at all. He was trying to convert him and he did end up by extension converting, uh, you know, the young man that he met in the bookstore as well. So that's just like a flavor of, of, of how we, how we interacted with people every day. Um, and there's another one. Uh, I was speaking to your son, Kevin, the other day. And uh, he said, you know what my father would like to hear about 
It's the story of his bilocation. Ah, go so, ahead. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. I want to hear that. <laughs> okay. So I, this is, this is pretty crazy. So I, so far, this is the only time I've heard of him bilocating. It might actually be a trilocation. So for those that don't know, bilocation is where through God's grace, a saint can be in two places at once. So I can be uh, talking with Mr. Roman here, and I can also be playing with my dog, you know, on the other side of, of this property. Uh, through God's grace, saints could bilocate. And there's this case where St. John Bosco needed a break from all of his oratory boys, all of his oratory students. They were getting to be just too much, so he needed to take a break and go out to the countryside to a church there and, and write and help out the church there. So at that time, he writes a letter um, to the oratory boys, and he says, I saw you talking when it was supposed to be uh, grand silence, you know, in the oratory. I saw boys sneaking out and not attending mass, you know, church services on Sunday and going swimming. And this was very shocking to them because there were three boys that went out, of course, uh, it, it, was, it was on Sunday and they went swimming without permission and they missed mass. And all three at the same time felt kind of lashing on their shoulders at the exact same time. And when Don Bosco came back, he confirmed that it was through his telegraph wire that he was able to discipline uh, those boys. So one of the only times it's, it's recounted that he bilocates, it's to punish disobedience because that's what the devil's all about. The devil's all about disobeying and not respecting your superiors. And the reason why I think it may have been a trilocation, so three places at once, is because there was also an, uh, an oratory boy that was dying very far away, you know? So all these areas are 20 miles apart, you know? And he was able to assist this oratory boy uh, when he died. Nobody else saw him there, but Don Bosco said, yes, I assisted him at his death. He died at, I don't know, 315. And his father confirmed, yes, that my young man died at 315. So that's the only case that I can find where he bilocates. And it, I'll probably come across many more, but I just thought it was so interesting that the one time he bilocates, it's to punish disobedience. You know, uh, it was very interesting. And they, no, the, the three boys had no idea what happened until Don Bosco said that he saw them. They're like, oh, it must have been Don Bosco that whipped us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great you know very yeah nice, very good very good thank you matthew uh mr miller for that i really appreciate it uh now <laughs> i want to talk about the channel okay okay uh, content like uh the, uh the you the story that you just mentioned and you tell told us this today um and more are on this channel how people can go there what is the name of the channel um uh, is in youtube sure. i'm assuming and can yes, you it'll be about that. Sure. Um, yes, it's called the Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco. And the reason that we named it such a long name <laughs> is because if you type in St. John Bosco, you come across uh, on, on YouTube, you come across all these different football teams, like these college football teams. So we wanted to differentiate our search from that. There's also another very easy way to find it, which is typing in Don Bosco stories. And you're sure to find my channel, you know, if you type in that. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if people want, they can enroll for our Saturday Mass Intentions for the promoters of St. John Bosco. 
we have a priest that offers mass in the traditional Byzantine rite. And um, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to provide the links of both the channel and uh, the promoters of St. John Bosco link, because if, if you type in your intentions, uh, you'll be included in the Saturday mass intentions every, every weekend. So that was pretty great uh, to be able to do that. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's why we named it Mirac the Miracles and Prophecies. But I, I haven't even told you a miracle yet. I mean, by location is a miracle, but um, just know that Don Bosco raised one of his oratory boys from the dead so that he could go to, so that the, the young man could go to confession because he had a mortal sin on his soul. He had been dead for like two days and then Don Bosco went down and uh, he literally resurrected him. It was his wake. He resurrected him. The young man went to confession to St. John Bosco. And then Don Bosco said, um, you can either go to heaven now or you can stay alive. So here you have a man literally having the power through God over this young man of life and death. And the young man says, I want to go to heaven. And he says, all right, goodbye then. And then the young man dies. You know, that's a, that's a crazy miracle. And if I forget which volume it is, when he's visiting Rome, which I, I will be doing many more miracle stories. And, and I think I've already done 20 or 30 miracle episodes so far. When he visits Rome, people were just, um, it was like a mob following him around, begging uh, for him to work miracles. And there, there was a situation that was kind of like the, uh, the woman touching our Lord's cloak and getting healed. There was a situation like that. He would work miracles right and left. He put all the dentists in Turin out of business because he had this thing where he would just touch you and you would lose your toothache. You know, it was incredible. That was one of the things. There was a young man that had gangrene in his, in his leg and he managed to take the suffering on himself and the gangrene was removed. The list goes on and on and on. I'm not doing it justice, but uh, there are so many episodes about his miracles now. It's just crazy. And as far as his prophecies, I could tell you a bunch of them, but one that I just did, uh, so it's not going to come out for another month because I'm a month ahead. It was about his, uh, the, the, the activities of the Salesians in South America. And you would think, okay, well, yeah, he just predicted how far the Salesians would go, but it's much more than that. And I didn't realize this. It's a very long mystical dream. It's a mystical vision. Uh, and these, sometimes how these mystical visions would take place is that he's in his room and then all of a sudden, all of the objects in the room would disappear. So it was a dream, but it's obviously a, a vision sent from God. So, but don't start reading into your dreams or anything like that. He's, he's a very special saint. And it, even he didn't believe them at first, you know, and then it became very, very clear. And I think this will convince you as well that his visions were real. So at that time, they, the uh, cartographers knew very little about um, the Andean mountains. So the Andes, they thought it was one homogenous block. They thought it was just a wall that separated uh, the, the, you know, it was, it was just a wall, but he, in the vision, he sees that there are ways to, there are mountain passes to get through the Andes. And that's what his Salesians would use. He also saw in the vision, uh, the river Pará in Brazil, and he knew the, the sources of many different rivers. And he was riding on this mystical train, you know? So he's on a, he's on a railway carriage, he's in a railway carriage. And 
the railway hadn't even gone through the parts of South America that he was traveling on, you know? So eventually everything that he saw came to pass, including the mountain passes in the Andes and charting out different rivers and saying, oh yeah, this is, this is the source of this river. Nobody knew that stuff. And Don Bosco predicted it 100% accurately. Um, I, I was shocked. I knew he did a lot of, he made a lot of prophecies and they all came to pass. But this was the most shocking to me that he was kind of like Christopher Columbus. You know, he discovered these things, but in a vision, you know, completely accurately. So that that was incredible to me. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that neither. I, I had a... I think I have one episode or two, but I talk about the, I mean, the one that is very famous is the one that he see the, basically the, the, the big uh, boat that is the church and he see two pillars, you know, that, and and go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 it's so funny. I, I was saving that for the hundredth episode. So that hasn't been, I, I don't know when this interview is going to go out, but it's supposed to go out. I think it's September 11th you know, somewhere around there, but I was saving it for the hundredth. But that, to me, that's the most interesting dream. You know, he's basically telling, he's basically telling people, uh, you know, if there's crisis in the church of, or of any type, you need to uh, have a firm devotion to Our Lady and the, and the Blessed Sacrament, you know? Okay. So it was, it was pretty amazing. And I, I guess I should explain why I have my dog here. It's because um, I talk about um, how Don Bosco's guardian angel appeared to him in my opinion, his guardian angel appeared in the form of a dog, a massive gray dog that looked like a wolf. He looked very fierce, but he was very loving to Don Bosco. And in that episode, when I was talking about how many times Grigio had saved him from uh, Masonic attackers, that was the, at the point where he got shot at point blank. And Grigio, the dog, comes up and knocks the pistol out of the assassin's hand. You know, that, that's how incredible this dog was. And in that episode, I had my dog, you know, and his name's Griffin and people really liked seeing him in the background. So I started putting him, I think in every other episode, cause it's pretty tiring for him to wait around, you know, every, every single time, you know, cause sometimes it can take a while for me to li- to deliver it. But yeah, yeah that's why he's here. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That's very nice. Very good, Matthew. Really, I asked the, the audience, we're going to share all the links. I'm going to share the link for the channel. Uh, and any other links that you want to send me, send, send it to me. I will put them in the description and also in the comments because sometimes people have, have problems to, to go to the more button and go down and all that. And so <laughs> I'm going to put them on the comments and it's going to be pinned. So you have all the links right there. Um, and That's you can awesome. go and subscribe to his channel. You're going to learn so much about San John Bosco as you learn in this half an hour that we just talked, okay, about these great <laughs> things. Así que uh, you don't waste in your time. I, I ask my audience, even the, the, los que hablan español, the ones that speak Spanish, go there. Uh, even uh, you too had the option. I know it's hard sometimes for some people, but you go there, you can put subtitles in, in YouTube, and they're pretty, pretty good. That if you don't know English too well, but you need subtitles in English, because I know a lot of Latinos here in the United States for us, sometimes we watch movies in English, but we like to put the subtitles in English too. So that yeah. way we, we understand everything. Um, <laughs> you can do that in YouTube easily. Okay, so um, don't don't miss any of those episodes. 
Uh, Mr. Miller, I, want, I would like to give you a couple minutes to conclude, and with that, we, we say goodbye. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, don't, I never feel like I can properly do justice to him because I'm still learning about him every single day, and I'm constantly shocked. You know, um, I've done 110 episodes now, about 12 minutes each. That's a lot of hours where you're talking about a saint. And I never run out of content to talk about. I think I could probably keep doing this for five years. Um, uh, but it, if you want to learn how a saint acts, and uh, if you want to learn about the, the beauty of God in somebody's life and how that can be radiating out of someone, um, I would say that's the reason to, to watch the channel. You know, it's not going to be fancy. You know, it's, it's literally just like this. But the one thing you can rely on is content, clear, uh, hopefully clearly given three times a week. You know, um, there's not going to be a whole lot of interviews, you know, or anything like that. But it, it is just going to be talking about um, truths of the faith through St. John, through the lens of St. John Bosco. So, um, uh, yes, that's that's about it. <laughs> excellent. I think excellent. my dog is. I think my dog's done. So yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. It's good. It's good. Perfect. Well, Matthew, I wish you the best. You know my channel Thank is you. your channel too. We're here to support each other. I ask you are audience, so kind. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, I ask your uh, everybody, my audience, to please pray for Mr. Matthew Miller. Thank so you. Keep doing this job. We know sometimes you know we are busy with other things, or but you know, as a Christian, we get attacked all the time, not only oh, by yes. humans, by, de oh, by yes. the devil. So sometimes yes. we like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel tired or whatever. <laughs> to give him, you know, uh, persistence and to keep doing, you know, what he's doing. Yes. And um, he's a young man. He has a lot of years ahead. So <laughs> it, um, I, I will say, you know, let's ask San John Bosco also to protect you and bless you. Thank you. And Thank um, you. I mean, that's, you, that's it. You yes, know, sir. you know how I found out about your channel? I don't know if you know this. No, I, I saw you. That. I, I saw you live streaming at the March for Life. Oh, and, yes. Uh -huh. And I said, who was that? And they said, oh, it's this, this channel. And they said it in Spanish. And I had to ask them to repeat it about four or five times. And you were getting just a crazy amount of views. And that, for me, that moment, I realized, oh, my gosh, that can work. You know, just talking into the camera that could actually work as long as it's good content because people are starved. They're starved of, of good doctrine. So that's what I mean. Like I, <laughs> I obviously don't know Spanish. I, I, I can understand parts of what you say, but I still go and, and check it out. I still go and look at it every, every now and then because really, it really did inspire me. I'm serious. I called it the magic phone because you were live streaming on it and you were getting tons of views, you know? So anyway, I, I, I want to thank you for inspiring me, honestly. That's nice. Thank yeah. you. No, thank you for those words. And um, no, yeah, this is the, uh, St. Paul used the epistles and the mail mm -hmm. service, we can say in that time, for, <laughs> for his letters. Uh, that's and a good the point. Road, yeah, the Rose of Rome, you know, that, yeah. that's what the providence of God used at the beginning, right, of, the, of Christianity. Now we have YouTube, we have Facebook, we got all these that we know. We have also bad things in, in it. Uh, in this oh, technology, yes. but we can yes. be, uh, we need to use them for the good of all the people. And it's a, it's a way to reach out 
thousands and thousands of people. And um, yes. it's, it's something that, yeah, you we have to do. If we have the means and we are inspired to it, let's do it. You know, that's what I always say. You know, we don't we don't stop. And especially if it's for our lady and for our Lord. So, Mr. Matthew, I, I will, uh, with that, I think we, we're done for today. I really appreciate you being on my show and on my no, program. Thank you. And I invite again everybody to go to his channel and subscribe. All right. Thank you very much. Well, All God right. bless you. God bless God you. God bless all. you too. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Bye.